You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. News team, assemble! And bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew, Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. What? <laughs> Alrighty, welcome back. It is another edition. I'm just going to leave that in. Of the unofficial 40 podcast from Soonerscoop.com. The entire gang is here. It's our second part of the week. And uh, I think, guys, we could just spend a straight hour talking about Baker Mayfield. I mean, uh, we've all covered him. We know him. Jake Trotter, uh, Bob's brother-in-law, covers him for a living now. And, uh, I mean, don't mess with Baker Mayfield. Like, just don't – like, just let him – let him just be insane and crazy and competitive and chip on his shoulder guy. But man, you've opened up a hornet's nest now in Cleveland. Welcome, boys. Welcome to the show. What happened it, at the beginning? Uh, I had something in my throat. Oh, okay. I, I like tried to start in and out. I couldn't hear anything. All I heard was you yelling. <laughs> Don't worry. It sounds it'll sound good when you hear it back, but or it'll sound terrible. But you'll hear exactly what happened. I okay. I can tell I kind of had that that throat thing because I had a couple of remaining uh, Chick Fil A nuggets uh, and just hadn't washed it down properly. So a little it was a very very clean, not clean clo- throat clearing. Like it it was you know it's going to be nasty, but it'll be perfect. Yeah, there you go. I got you. So yeah, but I'm not taking it out. I'm leaving it in. I'm, I've done enough editing for the week after the last pod. So, <laughs> if we need to take a gas can to Cleveland, I will take it up there. I will take a match or a lighter or whatever needs to. I, I guess the fire's already there, but uh, it, I mean, it's That's enjoyable not the adult to watch. Thing to do. What? That's not the adult thing to do, Eddie. Sure. Looking, looking for be, an adult here, Bob. You be, pipe down. You're 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 almost at Bob Stoops part five category now with the Thad Turnip Seed story on the board. I just saw that thread before I got on here. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the first time ever they've turned on Bob. <laughs> How's it feel, Bob? You're part of the club now. Well, too busy covering things. Oh, there, there's no excuses oh. in this world, Bob. Bob just Bob just dropped his nuts on the board. That's what just happened. I had all day flight back. Doesn't swing it with this group. Um, so yeah, I'm glad. I'm 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 sorry. I, I'm I'm ready to read this story just like everyone else though. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. Now you're on a time crunch before uh, Gabe and Teddy have him on uh, their pod. It's a true race. It's a race it's against a true time. Race against time. A race against cr- the Crimson Corner. <laughs> Bob just stay, he's like Rambo. He's just alone in the woods. He's got to fight his way out. Yeah, we have well, nothing I, to do with I this. I spent two hours yesterday 
doing it all now. It's just about writing it and forming it correctly. Well, good. I'm looking so forward I, to it. I'm ready to go. Are you re- willing to put a day? Oh, tomorrow? Is it going to be ready to go tomorrow? Love it. Yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. Man, back against the I, wall I now. Ex- I accelerated my curve in my timeline, and I spent that's, – that's all I did yesterday afternoon. I – I think I, I mean I guess now just do I jump Vargo and just say no scoop we're just gonna let Bob have his day and just now, watch the board melt little, down at me. They'll, it's not they'll, gonna they'll be my pivot. early morning thing because I have to okay. take care of some things here. But mm-hmm. I would say if I'm not done by two p.m., I'm gonna be mad at myself. There literally was a we don't pay to hear stories about your family post on that thread. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. <laughs> God, so perfect. It, um, which kind of makes me want to turn this whole podcast into a family chat. Family pod. I will burn yeah. this bitch to the ground. You two really. Eddie's going to Cleveland. We are going to have to let you two just go at it sometime to have the dad pod. I mean, it doesn't have to be a weekly thing, but at some mm-hmm. point, just a little mini pod on the side or something. You talk about your Disney most hated movies and all that stuff. Oh, God, we could do a ranking. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so, um, I, actually, I know Bob is just like, he's chomping at the bit to watch some NCAA today, uh, and I don't know if you want to head out a little bit early, uh, but let's, we'll get back to Baker, but let's talk about the latest in OU news, and that is OU winning their opening round of the NIT, uh, all the concern about how they're going to fit another game in, but between the women's teams. Man, I'm making all kinds of weird noises today. Uh, and they do have a game time, finally. Yes. Sunday night. I don't know. can't even remember the last time OU basketball played on a Sunday night. They had the, uh, well, they had the Sunday game. Was, did they have a Sunday game this year, Bob? Exhibition, maybe? No. Okay, what am it I thinking? It does then? seem like in recent memory they've had a, a now they might have played Utah State in the final of that tournament. Oh, that was a Sunday. The game South there. Carolina tournament. But that was like a Sunday afternoon, and yes. we didn't have to be. I haven't been in the Wood Noble Center maybe on a Sunday. That's what we're talking about. No, <laughs> not at all. It was always Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. Sure. But I don't know what seven I'm p.m. Oh, maybe- against Saint Saint Bonaventure. We'll see what the. I thought the crowd was fun. Tuesday. It, it like I mean, it wasn't a lot of people, but Lively. it was fun. Lively. Yes. So it Man. was a lot of people that liked a lesser game to maybe improve oh their God. standing here for next year, trying to create some momentum. I, I see that, what's happening here, here you basketball. I like it. <laughs> That's a non-qualifier when you're talking about NIT versus the NCAA tournament. That'd be like yeah, not making no, a that, bowl, that doesn't but work like at making all. a scrimmage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to have 15 extra practices. Or no, what, what it really there. is, Eddie. It's well, you guys didn't get to experience this. It's like uh, making the Russell Athletic Bowl or the Outback or whatever the hell it is now, Whoa. the Camping World. Or, Maybe even a lesser bowl. It'd oh, be it's like a cheese it bowl the, now. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. Like I think that the Alamo Bowl would have had that feeling had there not been the turnover we had. You know ha- that everything went through in December. With without Bob down there, that thing would have been a just a shit show. Yeah. Yeah, yep. but I mean, Bob, that game at halftime, it was neck and neck, and it just didn't seem like uh, OU could, I mean, basically, Missouri State kept, kept you know. Mosley. Mosley, yeah. Mosley scored 22 points. I mean, he kept them in that game, and then second half, uh, he sat out for a good bit, uh, and then 
oh, you just started, I mean, just, just draining threes from all over the court in several different people. Yeah, I mean, this is, I we made the joke on, on Twitter that once you get out of the Big 12, you know, this is what you can sort of do. And, I mean, this team's playing at a very high level, even if Tanner Groves isn't, you know, a huge part of it during the last week and a half. There's a lot of other pieces that have come to the forefront and are playing their, their best ball. And, you know, you wondered how the focus was going to be getting over to disappointment, getting over to gut punch. And they, they did just fine. Maybe it took a few minutes, but when you listen, I thought the one that can be concerned about the most and Porter said it too. Jordan Goldwire, super senior who transfers from Duke, who's now a two seed, to come here to try to be more of an offensive weapon, play in the tournament. That doesn't happen. Does he care about Tuesday? He came out and set the tone in a great way. Both ends of the floor. Three blocks in the first half by Jordan Goldwire. I mean, you just don't see that. And that kind of, you know, that let everyone know, hey, we're we're in this, you know. Yeah, we're mad. We're mad about Sunday, but we are here, and we're going to make the most of it. And they definitely did that the rest of the way. You know, it's a little bit unfortunate to have to say it like this, but uh, they're playing some probably their better basketball over the last month and a half, two months. Uh, at the right time, it's just not in the right tournament, right? I mean, they're playing pretty good basketball. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this: the, the one thing, and it's not the major thing; it's just a contributor, but. Has Marvin Johnson just replaced Bijan Cortez? No. No, because he's rarely going to run point. He, you know, he's the EJ replacement, basically. You know, it's, yeah. it's now Jacob Groves and, and Marvin. But with yeah. with with Bijan, and Porter said it too, that he's got to get him back. you got to get Bijan back. He didn't go with him in the Big 12 tournament because it was Baylor and Texas Tech, and Bijan didn't fare well against those guys in the regular season, so he didn't try to throw them into that pressure cooker in Kansas City. And then he brings them out Tuesday, and two possessions, two bad turnovers, so he sits them down, and he doesn't play until mop-up duty time. But you know, these next two, three days will be imperative to get that confidence going. For someone who I've known for you know three, four years, I've never seen Bijan look as lost as he did Tuesday night. So he's he's got to get it going. He's a lot better than that. He's played a lot better than that. And tonight, I don't think they're giving up on him. I Hopefully, Bijan's not giving up OU. But yeah, that was a bad you know moment for, for him. And he's got turned turn around, just like C.J. Nolan did. C.J. Nolan had a mm, off first half, too, and then came back in the second half, played probably his best half of basketball the entire season. It would seem that St. Bonaventure, and I i mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that I sat around and watched a bunch of St. Bonaventure basketball this year, but they got a big guy inside that probably bigs. will present a little bit of a challenge for uh, Oklahoma on Sunday evening. Uh, but it's a game that you should win. Like, this is, they should get to New York City at the end of the day. They they should, and, you know, you know St. Bonaventure is a very old team. I know, I'm, I'm sure that's something yeah. Porter will, will talk about when we uh, get with them later this afternoon and uh, he's he's mentioned how how tough it can be to go against those uh teams that have like 22 23 24 year old men compared to like 18 19 year old kids and but yeah they they should make the run and if all goes well we should have the mo gibson revenge game against north texas in the next round
That'd be fun. Virginia headed down to Denton to take on uh, Grant McCaslin in uh, North Texas. Uh, I guess are they playing on Sunday as well? I never. They're playing at five on Sunday. Okay, so OU will know who they're gonna, or the winner of the OU uh, St. Bonaventure game will know who they're gonna play. I remember watching uh, St. Bonaventure in the Charleston Classic at the beginning of the season, and you know the kind of the tone at the at that time was uh, this was a St. Bonaventure team that I think a lot of people expected to make a run to the NCAA tournament. Like, I think that they thought that they were going to be kind of the A1 out of the A10, and mm-hmm. it just didn't. they never were able to put it all together, losing to St. Louis in the uh, conference tournament. Yeah, this was because they're so old, because sure. they're so experienced. This was supposed to be the year they put it all together, and, you know, they've fallen short a couple times. They're, they're a good team, but not a great team, just like Missouri State. It's one of those things where if you're playing at your best or very close to it, OU shouldn't have a problem. And I that's why I believe as you get further along to the tournament, you stop dwelling on last Sunday and you just focus on the task at hand. And I, I don't think it should should be a problem. And it, you make a couple threes, that's all it takes. You don't have to make 10 or 11 like you did Tuesday. You make five or six. That's usually enough, which sounds really weird to say that. That's all it takes. But that's it. Just make a, a few threes, spread it out between Mo and a couple other players. That opens up everything else, and the Sooners just play a lot better. I'm just waiting for you to say that uh, OU is trying to get Isaiah Mosley out of the transfer portal. That guy <laughs> well, can fill it up. He's a it good. It's funny player. you mentioned that because you know, you know we do have people that know a lot about Missouri State, and they are worried that he is gone. He's been non-committal about returning for Missouri State going into the next season. And that first half, sort of his audition tape. You know, it's like you you put that out there and say, hey. I, I can do this on a consistent level. And I'm sure if he hits the portal, there will be a lot of suitors. And uh, you know, and the one thing I'm, I'm wondering, you, the further run this goes, does it change anything for the transfer portal for the Sooners in terms of people leaving? And let's just go ahead and say, does it change what Mo Gibson wants to do? If sure. he has, like the way he's played the last two weeks is probably the best, like back to back to back performance yeah. he's had since he's been in Norman. And so if he can keep firing on all cylinders like that, and he looks at all the pieces that are still coming back, does that change his line of thinking in terms of going pro and maybe going to Europe or going through the portal or sticking with OU? I'm I'm not saying that's going to be a case. I would love to speak to Mo in a non post game setting and, and sort of get his thoughts about where his head is. But it, it, just if you make a nice little run and you get to saying, hey, we could do this again next year with the 2022 class with Elijah Harkless coming back, maybe I stick around too. Did I don't, I'm sure that you probably didn't hear, but I was watching the first half of uh, the game on Tuesday or Monday night. And it, Fran has said it a couple times, Fran for sure. And he did the OU game up in Kansas City as well in the Big 12 tournament. But He's mentioned multiple times that, or at least insinuated that he thinks Mo Gibson would be likely to come back to Oklahoma. I don't know. He said it enough times to where it kind of makes me wonder if he knows something that maybe we don't. It's definitely possible. I mean, yeah, Fran's got a lot of connections, and you know, we don't have the chance to really visit with Mo. Like Tuesday night is the first time I've talked to him in person. 
in two years. Tuesday night was the first time. That was the first Porter Moser post game. It's not like we've been able to develop a real relationship with these players during the last couple seasons. But I mean, he's he's got a lot lot to think about because he would be that old guy going into next year that that everyone would be talking about. But if he likes the pieces that that are there, and there's a lot to be excited about, it. Not not the worst move for him, but he's just got to decide what fits best at, at this time in his life. Let me ask you, let me ask you, Bob, um, just in terms of the makeup of the team next year for people that haven't followed it. Like what is coming in recruiting wise? And, and is Porter been a guy that's trying to maybe leave some spot? Of course, you never know what's going to happen, but is he a guy that's kind of left some spots for portal guys too? Yeah, I mean, I think we know Rick Asanza most likely is not going to be back with this team next year. You can just look at all the people that Emmanuel Dildy and David Patrick are following on Twitter. You know they're going to get into the portal. They know there's going to be at least a couple spots that they'll have to try to fill. But you look at the 2022 class, a lot of scoring, some guards, not one person in the post. So that is obviously going to be the point of of emphasis throughout the portal. But Ortega away from New Jersey has been sensational. Miles Uzan from Vegas and the West Coast has done a great job. Benny Schroeder, that's going to be the wild card, right? And you're bringing a kid in from Germany. How quickly does he adjust or does he even need an adjustment period? Or does he just come in and be the type of scorer that he's been overseas for the last couple of years. And so that replaces your three super seniors. And then we just sort of see what, you know, what else is, is going to happen. And I think there's a lot of guys that you don't feel are going to leave, but there's always going to be one or two that sort of catch everyone off, you know, off guard. And then I think there'll be maybe like one, like a Sanza where it's a mutual parting of ways where, OU will do everything it can to, help him find a landing spot, but it's pretty obvious that he doesn't fit what Moser's looking to do, and he won't be part of the team going into next season. Mo Gibson's like, you've said this before, Bob, he's like 23, isn't he? Almost yeah, 24. He's, mm-hmm. he's an old, he's an older super senior, I guess you could say. Yeah, if he takes the COVID year, he'll, he'll be one of those guys you point toward. You know, it's like, this is your, your old, this is how you can stay old. And, and that experience and see if that if that helps, because I mean, there's certain point of logic says you've reached the end. Like, we don't need you to stay. We don't need to stay old. We need to you know try to freshen things up. But I think the way Mo has adapted his game and the way, you know, Porter's kind of asked him to do that or kind of like very much implored him and encouraged him. You're a lot more than just a three point shooter. We're actually seeing it during the last. Yeah couple weeks you know he is driving to the basket more he has that little scoop layup that he's been trying to do time and time again and he's not afraid to dribble the 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 ball more and you know if he's more than just a spot-up shooter and that'll help him it'll help the team and you know it would definitely give him more options to look forward to going into next year it'd be kind of a fun little group going into year number two if they could get everybody to come back and then you add in that recruiting class that you just spoke about I don't know. It'd be fun. By the way, Eddie, uh, are you going to be hate watching Sister Jean today? That's Friday. Is they that are Friday? the first game Friday. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think I picked Loyola, so I think that I'm going to have to cheer for him. 
Now really... that we got Porter, you know, over here, I need all the good karma that I can get. So, uh... <laughs> my my dad being a ram a uh, rambler, will he'll definitely be going nuts Friday. Oh, interesting. Um, I think I like them more than Ohio State too. I think that's what it comes down to. I I would rather see Loyola Chicago win than Ohio State. Yeah, we're doing a little bracket contest. I've just filled out my my bracket this morning. I just I always say I'm not going to do it this year, and then I look at it. I'm like, oh, it's not that hard to fill out a bracket. I mean, I didn't put a whole bunch of study or thought into it, but I think I'm 100. percent I love the bracket, but I think the survivor pools that's more fun, and then obviously playing the game, uh, you know, point spread wise. But the survivor pool is where it's at. I think that's. Way more fun than the bracket stuff. The and brackets kind of just old hat. As I've gotten older, I go more chalk just because I hate being that guy that like it, you 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 know you you don't have two final four team. You only have like one final four team after the first weekend. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, I think I picked. That's when you start. That's when you start finding like the really uh, smaller gambling circles that you can enter like the restart <laughs> tournaments and just pick the from the Sweet Sixteen on and stuff yeah, like that. Right. Boy, we need some. Josh has got a bracket, right? I have Jenny Baranchek and the uh, OU women winning the uh, national championship on the other side. Josh, Throw you don't sit the girls well. down and have them fill out brackets? Have like a uh, family competition? <laughs> no. Them? No. The, the last time I did a bracket was probably like 2015, 2014, something like that. It's been a while since I've really gotten into it. So I thought about doing it this year. I mean, I got so bitten with the bug of basketball last weekend. I mean, what's well, 20 minutes of Big 12 action. So I, I thought I was really into it, and then I couldn't get motivated to actually do it this week. Then it was just long enough just to tweet about it, and then you just quit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like I said, I mean. You're like a you're like an Instagram a, model of basketball is what you are. You just yeah. take a real pretty picture, and then you let your gut out. Uh, I mean, I just, I just let my gut out, but yeah, I mean, I, I got you like that, that, that happens either way, but yeah, absolutely. All right. So, uh, Sunday night, seven o'clock St. Bonaventure in Norman, uh, second round of the NIT NCAA is about to get underway as we're potting this morning, uh, on a Thursday, but really the biggest news out there is uh, Baker Mayfield and what is going on with the Cleveland Browns? Uh, you know they made a play for Deshaun Johnson, Deshaun Watson, and uh, he told them early this morning that he wasn't coming. And so now, even after someone told Chris Mortensen uh, that they view they wanted an adult for their quarterback, uh, which. I don't think there's any like Chris Morrison would not say that if if someone in that organization did not repeat that, which, you know, and maybe it is an old scout, you know, or something that mm-hmm. that uh, isn't really in line with, you know, Stefanski or management or whatever. But the fact that someone is saying that, I mean, my God, I mean, Baker Mayfield is the last person you would want to want to know that you say things like that behind his back. Chris Mortensen just the the whole premise, even for him to pass that along or communicate it, he knows how stupid he sounds when one of the options or the option that they've been chasing is a guy that 
had a deposition for 22 civil lawsuits. Yeah, them, exactly. Right? Yeah, like, exactly. It, I would be uncomfortable even passing that information along. Seemed like he maybe misspoke or something. I don't know. I haven't seen him like retracted or anything, but no, the whole thing is just it. I get it. But like, the fact, the I, fact I, is I that, that this news comes out and then Jake Trotter, uh, who is embedded, you know, with the Browns and with Baker, uh, then reports that uh, if the Browns are planning on making up with Baker as their plan B, they better come up with a plan C. And you're just like, holy shit, this is really getting good now. Like, this is serious. You've reached serious pissed-off Baker territory. Because what is the logic? What What is the... Right. Re like, why would mm -hmm. you say any of that? If you're going to... Okay, if you're going to offload him, cool, no problem. Like, I, I like business is business. That's fine. But why would you downplay your trade bait? Like, why would yeah, you make it Yeah, your trade value like is now diminished because yes, of this. like... Because you say the adult thing, you know, assuming Mortensen got that from somebody, you know, rep which, I mean, he's been around a long time. I assume he did. But if you're do like, then other teams are going to be like, well, what don't we know about? Because Baker, whatever you want to say about Baker, he hasn't done anything to deserve a shot like that publicly. It's like, the no. you know, Eddie was talking about the Deshaun Watson comparison. It's the same thing with Baker always getting compared to Johnny Manziel. Can we knock that shit off? Like, there's no comparison from what they've done off the field. Baker talks a little shit, and somehow he's Johnny Manziel, who's got clear alcohol problems, has been divorced, has all these other issues, and you're like, what? Like, what? Where, where does that, where does any of that come from other than they were both kind of similar in their playing style? What I, what I find interesting is, like, we, we're seeing this in college, and all you guys that listen to us, you know, we talk about this so much, and, and you've seen it, from Bob Stoops to Lincoln Riley, now to Brent Venables, and like how the the handling of athletes has changed, and and like you cannot be, and and you know that was part of Mike Stoops' downfall is that he just could not uh, change the way that he approached his players because you can't just browbeat guys all the time. You, I mean, it's just different, I and mean, we, we've all seen it happen. And you can talk about oh, players are soft now, and this that. But I mean, literally in the NFL, players exchange jerseys after one of the teams loses. Like, and and you've heard like you get the dinosaurs in the NFL that are like, oh, I can't believe they're doing this stuff. Like, why would you do that on the field? It's so disrespectful to the game, and it's just like, hey, times have changed. So you have all these. Old school, get off my lawn guys uh, that are making the decisions and personnel decisions, and they're football guys. They're from a different era, a bygone era. And Baker's new money. I mean, he's he's new blood. He, he just he operates in the same way. It's just like you know when Odell Beckham leaves, and and they stirred up all the controversy about well, he really didn't like Baker, and, and the whole time Baker and OBJ are just like. Yeah, you know, it's cool. And it, it was his dad that was stirring up the shit, not him. Uh, the players, and it's just like people get mad about the players like when they transfer, just like with Caleb Williams. It's like, uh, or or even Lincoln Riley, players won't say bad things about people when they leave them and they don't look at it as like he's betraying us or this and that. Like the mentality of sports, people who play sports is so different compared to the people that manage them and procure them and 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 draft them and all that, it, I just see like all this coming to a head at some point because 
you just can't operate this way anymore. It, it's like there's a there's some type of cancel culture that needs to happen in front offices of the NFL, and it just hasn't happened yet. The thing about it, too, is I don't think the Browns are crazy for thinking that maybe they want to move on from Baker. Like, I, I don't think that that's like asinine. I don't know if I would be there and do that. But if you want to go try to get Deshaun Watson, like, I'm not offended by that idea. Just don't basically shit on Baker Mayfield because before he got up there, that franchise, everybody knows, was nothing. Well, remember, yeah, I mean, remember all the jersey all the... names that people would make the jersey for the quarterbacks and just list all the names, and it was like went down to the bottom of the jersey of all the quarterbacks they'd been through over the years. Oh yeah, that that was great. Like it was almost to the point like it was on the guy's arms and elbows <laughs> and stuff because there was just more names than he could possibly fit. I mean, guys, here, somebody brought it up on the board. We, uh, Go ahead, Josh. He is Cleveland. He is Cleveland's best quarterback. Since Bernie Kosar. Like, think about that. Like, How that's many people alive actually saw Bernie Kosar take a real-life snap? Like, I barely remember him taking yes, snaps. I, I mean, I remember him, but it's vague, for yes. sure. Well, he, and here's the thing. I remember more about the hair and stuff. Here's the thing that just pisses me off the most. It's like, Baker Mayfield played last year when most quarterbacks wouldn't, uh, knowing that it would probably hurt his reputation as a quarterback, but he wanted to play. He could still play, and he didn't play well, but him, if he would have just sat out like most quarterbacks would have done and just let the Browns suck without him, they would be worshiping his return right now. And instead, because he decided to play through that shoulder injury and, and, he, and the Browns didn't have a good year, it's like no one's paying attention to the fact, well, well, yes, he was playing hurt. Like, uh, I mean, I, see, I saw some jokes. It's like Baker Mayfield tried to respond, uh, but the response was intercepted. Like, it, like, that wasn't who Baker was before last year. And it's, I, I feel it's, it's so backwards because it's like, at one point you want all these old school football people to recognize a guy that goes out there and plays through pain and injury, like literal injury he played. He had to have surgery in the offseason. Uh, but yet he doesn't get any credit from those old bastards uh, who just say that he's a, you know, they want an adult as a quarterback. It just, like, what do you actually stand for in the Browns organization? What matters to you? That's my question. I, I mean, guess there are no answers. I, I, no, I mean, you don't know. Like, I, well, because well, I was going to say is, you know, you oh, compare sure. that to the Falcons, right? The way they told with Matt, Matt Ryan, yeah, Matt sure. Ryan sure. over the weekend. You know, we're we're going to look at Watson, and where Baker has said what he learned social media. You know, they, they, they fucked him. Difference. And they, and they did kind of come, somebody that rep, you know that got something from the Browns said, oh well, they told Baker's agents at the combine that they're only going to explore top-tier quarterbacks. Uh, like, we're only going to explore people that we think are better than your client. Like, that's a bad... But they None of which want to come to Cleveland. But, but yeah, uh, when you just... When you lost Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry in the last six months. Uh, so, it's like... They they didn't bother to follow up and say, oh yeah, by the way, we're going to talk to a quarterback. I just want to let you know, like you know, like we discussed at the combine. They didn't even bother doing that. 
Oh, I mean, you know, the, it's it, and it's a top-down thing. Jimmy Haslam, I mean, the stories are unbelievable the way they've run that franchise really since he arrived. Like just and I mean, don't get me wrong, the Browns problems predate him, but he certainly not helped himself. By the way, and at the end of the day, like Baker needs to play better. I think everybody knows that. He'd be the first person to tell you that. Yeah, I mean, I, no one's sitting here saying you're, you know, you don't have a right to look at somebody, but it's just like knowing Baker like we do and covering him, like you gotta, you gotta, you think that as an organization, you would know how to handle that situation. Like, okay, yeah. we have a quarterback. If we don't handle it a certain way, it could go really bad. Like, how do you just not know your star quarterback? And I realize, uh, I realize these are all commodities. They all can be, you know, traded and, and, and discarded and all that stuff. But at the same time, like, who runs a business that just, like, treats everyone like they're just a disposable item? No one that has a good business. I mean, you've, you, exactly. does the NFL value their employees at all? Or is it all just a cold-hearted business? I mean, I guess it was the Bengals that had the idiot that cut J.D. Runnels that one year. Yeah. Because of the Browns. I mean, look at the good organizations. The good organizations probably do. I think there's probably a characteristic of all the, you know, really, really good organizations out there uh, that probably treat their guys the right way. I mean, the the Patriots can afford to treat you like, you know, I mean, obviously they didn't, the, the whole Brady breakup wasn't good, but they're winning Super Bowl, so they can do whatever the hell they want to do. The Browns yeah, have barely been to the playoffs. When you're, <laughs> when you're winning like, like they are at that clip. They're a machine, yes. And you know that going in. And apparently, like, you know, the Von Miller thing, like, apparently... You know, he doesn't leave the Rams with any hard feelings, and they tried, and, and they were okay with it when he signed with the Bills and got a, a contract that no one else was, you know, no one, the Rams wouldn't have paid that. I mean. <laughs> he probably mm -hmm. went back to the Rams, and they are like, they're going to pay you what? Okay. Here, <laughs> you got to take like, that, yeah. You got to take that. You got to go. Well, well, Oboe, you. too. Who? Yeah, they lost Oboe to the they Texans. Lost Oboe. Yeah. They lost their two guys. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool that he's going back home. Yeah, that is really cool. Texas, I am celebrating about it. That's another terrible him. organization, but <laughs> but at least he's going home. Yeah, at least he's going to be able to play in friends of uh, in front of friends and family. Yeah, that's going to be. I'll awesome. never forget going down to Houston uh, and seeing a young Obo Okoronkwo at a spring football. I think it was their spring game, wasn't it, Josh? It, it was. It was. And Eddie, if you remember, he was the afterthought. He was like. Yep. Nobody no, prepared for the, the defense right? event. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, or, no, did he go to it, USC? It was it Oregon. Oregon. It was Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. The off, now, off I don't the know. Issues. Yeah, I say, I'm trying to remember if he ever, if he even, like, he made it to campus, but I don't know that he ever played it down. Um, And, I I mean, long, lanky, explosive dude. But I I remember watching Obo and thinking, this cat's really good. Like, re I don't know where he's going to play, but he's – because he played – people don't remember. He played defensive tackle for Elif Taylor because he was just so disruptive. They are like, well, we're going to put him in the middle. And that guy, you know, when he showed up at OU, he was probably 220 pounds playing 5A, 6A defensive tackle in the state of Texas. I mean, that's a, that's a monumental ask.
So, I mean, I, I, you guys, would you rather see Baker just be moved somewhere at this point? Yeah. Yes. I, aware. There's no way you come back from that. There's no way yeah, you come you, back you from don't. that. Like that, that that relationship does not become good now. I mean, if it, that, if I mean, it really could and happen. Say what you will, some of that's on Baker. Yeah, I'm down for the Colts. Sorry, Josh. I I'm so torn. Like, because there is part of me that's like, yeah, Baker can be a good, functional kind of what top half of the league type quarterback, like. I think Baker's ceiling is Kirk Cousins. Like that that's where he can be. Like he can be a good quality player. He can get you to the playoffs. But you guys know me. Like I if if you're not truly competing for the Super Bowl, burn the thing to the ground and start over again. Like I, I cuz if you're not competing for the Super Bowl, what's the point? And I just don't think Baker's that guy. And I know that pisses OU fans off and that that's fine. Like I it's just I don't see it. And so if he's the guy for a couple years and so you, you don't think like see, hey, playing, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. You don't think like playing in a wild card game uh, helps build momentum to next year or anything like that? Not if I, – I mean, I see what you're – like. I, I know what you're getting at, and I, and I get it. <laughs> Do I think – I mean, but at the same time, like the NFL is a quarterback league, man. I mean, like – No, it it's is. It's not – like, and there's not enough it's of them not to like go around. That's, that's the problem. I mean, yeah. that's why Carson Wentz is in Washington. That's why Jimmy Garoppolo is probably going to be in Cleveland. I mean, my God, would I love to see Jimmy Garoppolo as Cleveland's quarterback next year as Browns fans say, what the f*** have we done? I, I love Browns fans. Like, he's 37 and 16 as a starter. Yeah, it's, it's because of Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, you keep telling yourself that shit. Like, that that's a really good defense, the best ground game in the league. Like and you don't that's have Debo Samuel there. to check down to every other play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, stop. Just stop all that madness right now. Um, but you know, you know that, that, somebody that watched, I, I would say the Browns are getting what they deserve, but the Browns franchise is the fans are not. That's a really good fan yeah, base that just gets shit on. As somebody that probably watched way too much Cleveland Browns football this year. Same. I did too. Baker wasn't great, but I can remember just thinking like, how many times did they just have god awful penalties defensively? Oh, Special god. teams were terrible. Like it, Baker Mayfield is part of the problem in Cleveland and he didn't play well. I think he's far from being the problem, though. Their biggest issue was holding penalties on offense. Baker would complete a pass for a first down, and then it'd be second and 27. Sure. I don't know. It just, the whole thing seems, I guess there's also a little part of me that kind of wants to see him go back to Cleveland and kind of tell everybody else to fuck off a little bit. Here's what, here's his, I just don't know, get like, that chip back. No, here is his. Maybe a little. I just don't know if we're. We might be past the point of reconciliation and them being able to move on from this. There might be too much out. Look, if 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 I had Baker's ear, I would tell him this. I'd say, look, go back, keep that chip on your shoulder, have a great year, and then when your when your contract comes up, that's when you make him pay. That's when you. That's when you get the deal when it's announced. The entire world says you're paying Baker Mayfield how much? Sure. That's your best revenge you know, right uh, there. 
And and we can defend Baker and talk about the whole issue with the, the adult comment. This is the one area where I would say it's somewhat valid. I don't see any universe where Baker lets that go under the bridge. Mm-mm. Like, I just don't see yeah. him capable of saying, I'm going to let that go. Like, I, he's not, that's not capable. Him. No, he's not capable no. of doing yeah. that. In, in response to that, isn't that part of maybe being an adult a little bit of like letting <laughs> Yeah, no, that's what like I'm saying. Know. Like, this is the, this is the one area where it's probably valid is the exact area they've put him in. I don't know if but it's they, being they childish, though. They drafted him. They knew that that's what they were getting. Yes. With, and they love that part about Baker. And the but, fans love that part about him. I mean, and. Yeah, and I can't remember which one of you just said it, but like there absolutely, absolutely is some merit to like you you've put him in this spot, like you you forced him in to a situation where he knows he's not wanted. Like who, who would want to come back to that? Like where I'm going to be looking over my shoulder every damn year. But here's the thing: what the hell does Cleveland do now? They 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 pissed off their best option by chasing something that they were never going to get. What's their best option? Jimmy Garoppolo. Is that their best option? I just want to know, like, what went so poorly? Like, why, why has Deshaun Watson eliminated them? From a football aspect, they would be the best opportunity, would they not? Yeah, can, what, he's looking at Panthers, Saints, and Falcons? Falcons. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a good he's, he's got a really good running game, but he's got Amari Amari Cooper and David Njoku. Because with Landry know, gone that, and Odell Beckham gone, it's not not it, it's not stocked at receiver anymore. No, you'd think with Watson though they could get a decent free agent to come along. I mean, some yeah. out there. Who, uh, Julio Jones gonna get but, released or just? Just did. Yeah, but look did, what people yeah. paid for Christian Kirk. I mean, uh, who's the guy? The Johnson? Is it? Uh, oh, I can't even remember the receiver's name. Uh, real under the radar guy, but really good. I can't. Uh, where? I, I'm trying to think of the team. Um, I don't know. Did, did he just sign a contract? Cut quite a bit in free agency. Surprisingly, does Tim Tebow is is that part of it or <laughs> such a great move, football guy? Jeez, I mean, it doesn't matter though. They're not getting Deshaun Watson. I mean, there's they're... and th- there were people that said he never like when that started. They're like he said he doesn't want to play in cold weather. He does not want to go up there. Kirk Cousins and you're just gonna... got extended for $35 million. I mean, that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a little funny. That's the crazy thing. Like we can have this conversation on whatever becomes a Baker. I'll be shocked if he doesn't make 70 million more dollars in the NFL. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not even including this upcoming contract where I think he's guaranteed like 18. Or well, I don't even know the year. number, but think of all the money Sam Bradford made, like it going yeah. to Minnesota and then then uh, with the Cardinals for that year. I mean, like he made a lot of extra money on the the tail end just staying in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, once you and get Baker's, to those points, you know you're making it. Baker's there. There is a team out there for Baker. Like 
Sam, the injuries and stuff mounted up, but I mean, he, the Vikings were there for him. There's there are fewer quarterbacks now in the league than when Sam was in the league. Mm-hmm. There's well, there's just such a clear divide. I mean, there's six or yes, seven really elite yep. dudes, and then there's like ten. There's a bunch of like, Derek yeah, Carr okay, and you Baker Mayfield, yeah, and, and Baker Mayfields. Exactly, exactly. I mean, you've got Cousins. the Josh Allens and the Mahomes and that that you know future Hall of Famer bunch. Even Dak Prescott's not an elevated right. quarterback in that category. I, Justin Fields is definitely you, in that group, Bob. Yeah, <laughs> 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 <You're> right. <laughs> It's amazing to me that, you know, guys, and I, I respect the hell out of them. Like Chase Daniel and Colt McCoy are still employed. Yes. Making they, making good Chase money. Daniel, Chase Daniel has performed the heist of the century in the NFL. Oh, he's he, he is the man. Most Chase people Daniel, can't even tell you, including me, what team he's a backup on right now. Well, he just signed Did this he? past week, Gary. Good yeah. Lord. Two and a half mil to be the uh, backup of uh, Justin Herbert in Los Angeles. Well, it's like uh, Josh knows this. Like, it was so funny to me to watch all of the Colts backups get exposed as soon as Peyton Manning had that neck injury. Oh yeah, what's that uh, painter guy? And who is the other? I mean, like guys that had been in the league forever, and then all of a sudden, like, well, you're up. It's your time now. It's like, oh shit, this guy really can't play. Like Mason Rudolph is trying to be that guy. I mean, they just took Mitch Trubisky instead of trying to go with Mason Rudolph. I mean, if Chase Daniel completes his current contract, he will have made sixty million dollars in the NFL. He's an all-time G, and has man. thrown. He is an all-time eight, G. Eight career touchdowns. <laughs> it's beautiful. Seven interceptions. Unbelievable. He must just be like an awesome guy. I think he probably teammates is. Teammate. I, and I've heard the same as the same for Colt McCoy. I think he's yeah, a pretty awesome yeah. guy too. Uh, Colt McCoy was one of those guys. Like even OU fans had trouble hating Colt McCoy. Like you're like that's well, didn't a nice Sam guy. and Colt like, get along pretty well? Yeah, I think so. I think they kind of bonded up at the uh, Heisman Trophy celebration or the over their hatred of Tim Tebow. I, I think so. it was that mutual <laughs> hatred of the third or. It possibly could have been. <laughs> <laughs> but I think anybody that comes into contact with them that kind of has the same opinion. Yeah. yeah. I know that for a fact. By the way, uh, I want to take a quick. Super real. Let me take a quick time out. Mention. Uh, uh, I don't know about you guys. I, I wore some of my uh, my Oklahoma. Uh, the the words on them. Oklahoma dead socksy socks. Uh the other day out to a radio event, and uh, man, those socks are just awesome. Uh, go check them out at deadsoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com. Use that promo code BOOMER, and you'll get 25% off. They've got, uh, you don't have to just buy the singles. They've got different collections if you want the wagon wheels or you want the Maker Bayfields or the new retro sock. I mean, uh, it is just, I mean, it's just, they're fantastic socks. I, I, I can't think of anyone that could make a better sock than what they're putting out at dead Soxy right now plus you have the oklahoma stuff the weather's getting better to the no shows i know eddie's ready to get out on the golf courses again and uh get the no shows going 
The only thing that would have made that Al Ishback uh, video better is if he would have reached up a or pulled up a pant leg and he would have had some dead socksy pa- uh, socks on. <laughs> Maybe we can recreate that with you after your Nutrisystem plan uh, takes effect. I'm so skinny right now; it's it's unbelievable. I'm I'm terrified how skinny I am. Are you just starving to death all the time? Really, not too bad. Okay, the bars are not bad. I think the food's actually not terrible. I don't know. No, Maybe it's I, not. It's not like, terrible. Completely <laughs> talked myself into thinking that it's not that bad, but so far so good. Are you just we'll pee- are you just peeing all the time because you're just guzzling water all the time? I need to drink more water. See, for sure. it's it's tough. Like it, there's it, it gets to a point. And I'm you know this, but it's like I can't drink any water. Like I I don't know how to drink more water. <laughs> Well, and water is such drink. a water is such a pain in the ass to buy. I mean, like when you go to the grocery store, it's like oh, I'm all tap, baby. Oh, I can't do tap. There's no KC. Okay. Norman's I always Norman's always got something weird going on with the water. So I'm I'm Norman I'm all Aquafina all the time. Yeah. North OKC has some of the finest water on the planet. I I, I, I will straight from Lake Hafner. Yeah, that's that's the. The wonderful, slightly brown water of Lake Hefner is just delicious. Now, I do have the filter in the refrigerator, so I do do that sometimes. But it's just convenient. It's convenient because I'm always sitting at a desk just to have a little water bottle. Do Brita's work? Do I need to get one of those? Brita's are not bad. And and you can see it, Eddie, and some of them, like, well, I mean, not some of them. I'm sure all of them. Uh, the, you can see the little sediments that it'll pick up over time like, right. as it filters out at the top. So you can see that it actually does get some junk out of your water. Well, it's kind of like, have you got a, have you, have you purchased a Keurig recently? Like now they have Mm-mm. like little charcoal filters in the water tanks. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Is this, is this a coffee podcast? We got a lot of coffee guys in this, in this podcast. I don't think I, I don't think I know that. I've answer. never had a cup in my life, so no. I don't You've think- never had a cup of coffee. <laughs> really? What about tea? Have you ever had tea? No. Oh my God! Are you Mormon? <laughs> I need to pick me up at Gatorade. Wait, oh, Gatorade doesn't God. have caffeine in it. It's the it's the Michael Jordan stuff. It's it's all Michael Jordan for my Bob. God, That's, Chicago. Just gonna start calling he, he you Chicago. A- we need to make Bob a bracelet, WWMJD. Like, what would Michael Jordan do? That, that's his bracelet. Uh, the roof. We do need to work on your merch line, <laughs> yeah. Because right now, your merch oh, line is just a laptop. That's, I mean, that's just a picture of a laptop on a shirt. Oh, that's... that's Can it be my broken, lap, my broken laptop? I have a three? brand new laptop for you, but you won't come and get it. <laughs> Well, I, I got a good one, but I but the one I use that I do the most typing on is man. Oh now the S key God. isn't working as well. Let That's me give you pain. this laptop. <laughs> That's becoming a pain. Being to have to type S's like four times to get the register once. At this I point, I have bought Isaiah Thomas more laptops than I have you. <laughs> I love that Bob is sitting there typing out multiple S's, and he's like. I could go get that one at Carrie's, but it's like God Carrie's is messy. That's a messy house, and I don't want to go over there. Like I, I know I, what's going but on. Bring for Bob. it to the office, and yes, the office isn't exactly clean, but <laughs> oh, it's not that dirty. It's not dirty. There's just a bunch. We just got a bunch of. Uh, it's moving. It's a moving. There's a lot of boxes, facility. and yeah, yeah. 
yeah, stuff is still going in. That's completely that's that's fine. We that that's okay. There are, and it will keep anybody from breaking in. You know, the the homeless problem will will be abated. Well, we have a security system now, so don't you try, you mother. <laughs> yeah, you homeless people listen to the podcast. Don't even try it, or do try, and then. Yeah. Feel the wrath of Suterscoop.com. And if I'm... Find a, out what happens, right? And if I'm a... Hey, s- around ha- and find out. Exactly. <laughs> find out. <laughs> uh, let's not challenge people to break into the office. We'll, can we just not do that? It's still glass I have to replace, which is not cheap and hard to find. Oh, that would be, I mean, our new armed security guard, <laughs> Kyle Rittenhouse, would take care of it. <laughs> oh, amazing. Okay, um... Working the door at the know. deli this weekend. I don't even know where to go now. Um, shit. Uh, spring, spring. I mean, it's spring break right now. Uh, yep. So spring football is getting ready to start next week. We haven't got a schedule, so I can't really tell you exactly what we're doing yet. And I know they're really busy right now. You've got, you know, freaking four basketball games and, you know, five days or six days or whatever. So, yeah. Uh, it's a little tough, I know, on sports information, so I'm not going to give anybody a hard time. But uh, yeah, we should. I've been told some things here Brent there. Um, Brent on Monday. Did I didn't see that email? Well, the we we were told that at Mike, the, Mike told us that. Coach, the, uh, oh, okay, the yeah. assistant coach thing. Okay, but beyond that, that's what we don't know. Do we think that like there's going to be any major position changes going into spring? And particularly for any of those guys over in the like in offense the defense to defense, secondary. yeah, or or just, or just like David Aguebu, Marcus Stripling, like where do those guys fit with what well, and, and, try and we all are wondering about Key Lawrence and but yeah, I mean sure. nickels and yep. safeties and uh, I mean I don't I I've seen enough Clemson to know kind of you know, what they do with their linebackers, what they you know kind I mean yeah, I mean that part's gonna the Aguebu thing's gonna be really interesting because. Brent's going to come in here and he's going to look at it with a different set of eyes and he's going to say, I've had that type of athlete at Clemson and we did this with him and it was successful. So I think they're going to find a good place for David Aguebu. I just don't know what that's going to be. But don't we all kind of agree that linebackers just not working, just straight up linebackers just not working for him? Middle didn't. It seemed like they're... Did it take as you thought it options. would? Yeah. I mean, uh, I do you remember me, talking more... in like the preseason thing, and it was I remember writing like one of the preseason roundtables is like who's going to be the breakout player this year? And I think three of at least three of us I thought said David Awegbu, and it just never came together. No. And it doesn't make a lot you know, of sense because he's a freak. It's not a lot of stuff that came together though for that <laughs> team last year. Well. The nice thing is, is OU has some option with him because they do some different stuff where they're standing up and putting guys down, and you know, like they, the last that last year at Clemson, I've watched a lot of that, and they they're very flexible with their DNs. And David's big enough. Like if they wanted to say, "Hey, man, we want you to get to two fifty five, something like that," and you're going to play some some kind of jack type stuff, and then you're going to, you know, we're going to have you put your hand down on on third down, like that's. That's completely possible, and you're cutting down on like when you watch David, it's hesitancy. That's what hurts him. Like when he when he sees it and just goes, the dude makes plays like everywhere. But if he'll just go work 
Like, as a defensive end, where they're just like, hey, man, just go get the quarterback. Like, go make this real simple. I, I, I think he could be really good at that. And that's what I thought he would be at OU. I thought, when you know, that freshman year, when he flashed at times, it was playing that stand-up outside linebacker. And if you can find a role like that for him, I, I think that could be really good and could be a thing that, frankly, buys some time for Clayton Smith to kind of figure out what he's going to do. Well, I mean, people might have forgot, but, but remember the play he made in Bedlam and Norman? Mm-hmm. Where he he batted the pass and, and then yep. caught it by with a diving interception. I mean, like that's like we saw that we're like shit. This kid's getting ready to take off. He played wide receiver in high school. He's a really good athlete. I mean, like there, there's there's no doubt. And he's so like he's so long that I think until you stand next to him, you can't recognize how big he is. And I you know I obviously haven't seen him in a little while now, so I'm sure it's even more startling. But he's a big, big dude. He really is. I mean, for people that hey, haven't... That's, that's uh, analysis, by the way. Yeah. David Graham is a big dude. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's the thing. It's like the guys that are left over in this program, there's a lot of big... I mean, Key Lawrence, big dude. Yeah. But he, he looks really good as a corner. Hey, say what you will. The defensive personnel that Alex Grinch left are miles ahead of what Alex Grinch took over. Yes, yes. Sure. Oh, yeah. Except their best safety remaining is Justin Broyles with experience. Uh, he's I didn't say it, JB. I didn't say that. He hears you talking shit. I, I mean, I'm not talking shit. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know. What you I, know. I, I, I think know. out of everybody, I was the one that recognized and gave him credit for playing well last year. Because, oh, I, that's fair. because I had to preface everything by saying, look. I know people don't want to hear this, <laughs> but Justin Broyles is playing good football, winning football, like just not getting beat football. He was one no, of the few guys fair. that played well in November. Yeah. Or played at least above where we'd gotten used to. Everybody else kind of cratered, and I thought he actually stepped his game up and played better than he had all year. It's going to be interesting because there's there's so much to learn from the, you know, from the defensive line, how that's going to come together. You know, there's. It is interesting, isn't it, Eddie and Bob? Like that, Jordan Kelly was talked up so much by guys that were leaving. Yeah, I sort of wondered. I mean, if it's not now for him, whenever would it be between him and Corey Roberson and you know Isaiah Coe? Like they've. By the way, I love what I saw of Corey Roberson last year. It's just like they just stopped playing him. I remember, like, that West Virginia game, he had a really good game. See, the guy for me like that was Isaiah Coe. I felt like every time Isaiah Coe was on the field, good stuff happened. And he just didn't get a lot of snaps down the stretch. And I don't know what that – I mean, maybe it's completely injury or something. For some reason, Thibodeau only trusted Isaiah Thomas when it came to nut-cutting time playing on the interior. And it just – it progressed that way more and more as the season went along. And then you stop seeing Corey Roberson, and you stop seeing Jordan Kelly, and you stop seeing uh, Isaiah Coe. And it could be they like what Reggie Grimes and Ethan Downs were doing too, and they just want to get all those guys on the field at once. Yeah, that's true. I think I think Ethan Downs is really interesting. I, I'm very interested to see what they do with him. Like, do they bulk him up a little bit? Do they, I mean, because he's so muscly, like. But he's he's got I mean he's flat bellied. He could put weight on, but I, I'm interested to see what they what they see him as. 
Do you it, do you see a possibility it, it, can, that, that maybe Deshaun White doesn't even have a starting job coming out of the spring? I'm really torn because yes, and it's really I, like, a there question. Are more, there it's are really, more talented players behind. Yeah, it's it's a there, question no about doubt. Stutzman, and it's a question about Canick. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. well, Witter. I want to see what Shane Wider turns into. <laughs> uh-huh. We're going to get Eddie to say Witter by the time his career I refuse. Over. I just love I that we had Josh's favorite guy brought up out of the blue by someone else. Uh, it was almost a dig. Uh, and then Eddie <laughs> mispronouncing his name right after it. Hey, I, well, I was let's just, be clear. I got wrapped up in thinking about Josh fantasizing about what Schmitty's going to turn Ethan Downs into. <laughs> they seem like a well, match I mean, made in heaven. You, well, you you talk you talk about perfection. I doubted Ethan Downs, and I'm like, I'm really interested in what they do with him. And then literally, Bob turns around and talks up Shane Witter. It's a it's a perfect moment of my evaluation skills. Um, but yeah, uh, I like I said, I, I thought Shane came on toward the end of the season, started playing pretty well. He and Os- I mean, you know, it was it was awesome. Oh, a show, but I thought Witter played much better. Over the last month of the year, did you know than he had prior? Did you know? I, I'm sure you've probably heard this, but part of the Witter problem is that he was a mess off the field. Well, I, I was going to bring some, that up. Like mm-hmm. Alex Grinch always hinted at that at the beginning of the right. season that he was yep. kind of in the doghouse, and that was really kind of a storyline after the first couple of weeks of the season. It was like, what the hell's going on there? He's got to. He's got to mature. I mean, apparently from some stuff I've heard, not real good. And, you know, possibly, you know, you hope that he's still on the team by the time the season starts. That might show some maturity. I mean, because he, what he's going through now with Schmitty and this new coaching staff, like, I could see them just not putting up with it. And just to clarify, I, I haven't heard anything, at least. I don't know. Maybe you have, like, nothing over this past semester or anything, like, no, 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 like no, no, like well, during right? last season. Yeah, just, yeah. just. Right, okay. And I'm not talking anything like illegal or like what happened with Bridges and those guys. No, I'm just saying sure. general knuckleheadedness. He, you're saying he was the fourth the weed robber on the ground? No, I'm not. Don't do that. <laughs> don't you get me caught up in that crap. <laughs> uh, speaking of, I heard, I, I, I said it on Twitter. I told you guys too. I was looking for a, a DM yesterday, so I start going through it. And I mean, I'm I'm all the way back in early December, and even like the day of that Sunday w- when Lincoln, you know, announced he was going to USC. Guys, there was some unbelievable rumor stuff in my DMs that, like, I think in all that was going on, and we're recording like six pods an hour at that. Like, I mean, it was just crazy all the stuff we had going on. I had missed some really good stuff. I mean, almost none of it turned out to be true, <laughs> but like th- there was an, uh, there was a, someone who was very confident that Spencer Rattler was involved in that whole situation and they lost the team because of that. Um, now I, I want to be very clear. I'm oh, not that supporting Rad- that. I that do Rattler not believe was, was involved yes. with bridges and those guys. Yes. And that's why the whole season went downhill because they covered it up for Spencer and that, that didn't happen. Like, I want to be clear, (laughs) but just want to put into like words how crazy some of my men, my DMs were. No, I mean, but you got to remember at that time, everybody was racing to get their rumor out there. 
And it just yeah. so happened that so, there were so many rumors floating around. One was going to stick, and it ended up being the Annie Hansen, Lincoln Riley thing that stuck. And it was so ridiculous the whole time. Uh, but, I mean, if it hadn't been that, I mean, they, that Spencer Rattler rumor could have caught fire. There was some rumor that was going to catch fire and become like the Facebook meme of our generation. And we now know the one that did, but you're right. I mean, there was so much crazy shit that people were throwing out there that just because they wanted a reason to explain all this and yeah. why it happened because it didn't make any sense. Eddie, I want to give you credit. I, I can't tell you how many friends, family, whatever I've gotten into conversations with, and they've come to me with that rumor. And I still remember the first time we talked about it on the pod, and you were like, yeah. So he's got a problem with that, but he's moved to Los Angeles, and his wife has approved it. Like, no, that's not what happened. Like, that doesn't make any sense at all. And I'm like, that's that's brilliant. And then I'm like, and guys, he he hired her too. Like, she she's there, Talk about and her husband has a job. Like, yeah, like, that didn't happen. Like, that's just insanity. And, so, you know, like, there's all kinds of crap you can say about Riley, and God knows we've said plenty of it, but there's some stuff that, that that's just wrong. Like, that's that's not fair to her, and it's not fair to him. That That's that's garbage. No, it's not fair to him at all. And he was f***ing the girl at the trails. Everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. It's a joke. Woody, Woody, Woody we not. need you. I don't know. Ugh. <sighs> I don't think I think Woody would just go ahead and tell us go find somebody else at that point. <laughs> so true. <laughs> it, you guys it, laughed it, about it. it. You literally dug your own grave. You know, the last couple of podcasts haven't felt right not talking about Lincoln Riley and USC. They did announce that they're having the uh, spring game on the same day as the OU's, and it's going to be on ESPN. That gave me a big eye roll this past week. Well, yeah, I mean now Lincoln now Lincoln can just. There. Lincoln can just tell his future quarterback recruits, you know, I really wanted to be there for Baker's ceremony, but we had our spring game too. Hey, uh, Kerry, I, I, you got this, so I don't want to say too much, but I, I hear that he's doing really well with some of the media out there, really starting to build those relationships. Yeah, I, I'm really curious to check back in uh, as mm -hmm. they're getting – I may check in about Friday just to see how those guys are – what their access looks like for spring for for the record the people that don't know usc has just open practices just for everybody all the time always i heard that uh what's the last guy's name todd uh, i always call, do the last name wrong that they fired like two games into the season uh because i was clay, say, helton? clay helton yeah. i was want to say todd yeah. helton because of the baseball player uh clay helton um like Clay Helton, he, I mean, Todd Helton probably do a better job than Clay Helton. <laughs> no, but uh, apparently they had, and I don't know if it's because of the firing in the middle of the season and all that, but they had apparently he had apparently locked things down a little a little bit more than you know the previous staffs had, but not anywhere well, I mean, near to I, what like Lincoln did at Oklahoma. I think the funniest part is just looking at their practice facility and the way that things are set up over there. And just knowing how paranoid Lincoln was. How with, many how know, many windows are around that? They literally, I think it backs up to a dormitory. I think those are dormitories that are on like, I don't know what direction it is, but like the far side of the field over there. You'll get those it, 3M'd out pretty soon. If an OU Daily reporter can get out there and watch it, 
I would literally consider paying for their flight, like just to see them well, troll. I'm trying their to go out. It just so happens. Should we just hire a J school student to like live in the, in Los Angeles and? Oh God, that'd be amazing. See if they can do all their classes out there. <laughs> that would be so beautiful. Just Actually, we could probably and get a we could probably get a USC journalism intern. I'm still uh, going out there. I just don't know when. Guys, I'd, I I got something important to announce here. I have watched a full half of college basketball. Didn't even didn't turn the channel Passively. once. Col- Colorado State Michigan has been on my TV the entire time we've been talking. I'm sorry. It's not been good. It hasn't been pretty, no. but I've watched it. <laughs> What's this who are the teams again? Colorado State Michigan, and Michigan. Colorado uh, State. Just went to David half. Uh, Colorado State up like 7. Ooh, that's yeah. not good. My bracket's already yeah, busted. Probably well, they were up like 14 at one point. They were I'm, I am really game. curious to see how the Big Ten ACC teams do. Because, we, I mean, just because of the way that things played out in the Big 12. I mean, I'm not bitter or anything. It's just after seeing Oklahoma you know, play against a non-Big 12 team, really curious to see if Big Ten teams kind of suck. Well, it's really funny that, like, you know, we bitch and complain about Notre Dame and Rutgers getting in. Bob boycotted the game. It's probably, it's probably one of the better games that we're going to get over the next couple of days last night in that first four play-in games. So it, it, is, it always works out like that, though, doesn't it? Notre Dame probably beat Alabama. It always works out like that. Yeah, because it's not that when they're in, they can't play competitive games or have right. fun. It's that they didn't, de- they didn't deserve to be included in the first place. Sure. But if, if you know, uh, we're all going to follow the conference records and stuff, and that's the oh, one yeah. thing. So that's the one thing that the, have a nine. That's the one thing that's going to benefit the Big Twelve is because they only got so many teams. Like the ones that are there are the really good teams, so they're probably going to win their first couple of rounds. My big prediction is Kansas gets knocked out in the second round. I thought about that. I think it's it's like their year because I'm crazy. It's been a while since that's happened. I don't know. You know, it's crazy. Iowa hasn't been to uh, the Sweet 16 since 1999. I can believe that, I guess. Hmm. Uh, Josh, anything uh, recruiting you want to hit on um, that's developed since we last talked on Monday? I know Scoop coming out tomorrow. The yeah, north, yeah, yeah. I, the I would, Northwest kids all coming. Yeah, I, I would say that's probably the biggest thing is the yeah. um, the FSP guys. It's a training group run by um, is it Tracy Ford? I think that's right. yeah, Tracy Ford. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yep. and is uh, he's a trainer in the Northwest, based out of Seattle, and works with you know he's worked with all kinds of elite guys, um, and actually. He he trains Jaden Wayne, the big five-star defensive lineman that Oklahoma's been in on for a long time. I really thought that ship had kind of sailed, and I don't know that this changes it, but to get Jaden Wayne, you know, top 10 player in the country, get him on campus tomorrow, uh, along with, you know, they, he's got three or four, uh, other guys coming with him that have, you know, major Alabama, you know, Clemson, power five big time offers. So it is, um, and Ashton Cozart will be there. Ashton Cozart, funny enough, being a Dallas area guy, actually plays seven on with this team from the Northwest a lot. So, um, how is that? Like I said, 
I, because, I mean, most of the time, Eddie, these guys are traveling all over the country. Like, they're not playing sure. a lot of tournaments in Seattle. So they come down to Dallas probably as often as they play up there. So he can, you know, and at worst case, what he meets them in Las Vegas or something. So, um, there are, there's a lot of guys that, you know, one of the things I know people kind of get, <clears throat> excuse me, get wound up. They've got a quarterback, uh, Rivals 250 guy named, I believe it's Jabari Johnson. Uh, it's spelled with a G, so I'm a little, little unsure, but, um, he'll be there tomorrow. I don't think that has any relationship. I, I, I've not heard anything about a second quarterback so far in this class. I don't think that's the plan from everything I've gathered. I think it's going to be, you know, one quarterback a year is kind of what it looks like is, is likely to be the plan. I will tease and scoop that I'm starting to maybe get a feel for who the 2024 quarterback could be, uh, mm. who the guy they initially target and he will be quoted and discussed in tomorrow's scoop. So I, I'm, I'm kind of, I kind I won't lie, kind of stumbled into it, but, uh, interesting nonetheless. That is, I'm looking forward to finding out who this is. Mm-hmm. Not that mm-hmm. I couldn't just ask you uh, in the war room, but yeah. I'll wait. You, you I'll wait until now, scoop. You just edit it out. I'll wait until scoop. Josh puts some Everybody information know I said behind the paywall that even we have to pay. For. <laughs> he makes the staff yes. pay for information now. <laughs> it, it's, it's got three <laughs> members. We have to him just to get him to answer DMs. <laughs> uh, By the way, I did learn Venmo, last night. Josh, Cameo, Eddie. Yep. After yes, I, uh, how is the Cameo going? Steady stream still? Good. Thousands and thousands of dollars. <laughs> Not really. Uh, it's going well, though. Um, I did learn, because I downloaded the Chick-fil-A app finally into my phone after I went in and had to sit in line from five sorority girls that ordered out of one car. Uh, had to watch one debit card come out after the other. And so they were like, well, get people were like, get the app. You know, I mess with that. And so I got the app. Uh, and until I bought the app, I didn't realize that you can just buy bottles of sauce at Chick-fil-A. Did oh, you yeah. guys know that? Yep. Yes. Nope. Just stupid. It, I couldn't be less surprised that Bob didn't know that. I don't think Bob ever gets to eat a place like Chick-fil-A. So, Well, it's not free, uh, so I don't know how he knows that. I mean, sure, Polynesia? Sure. I, I, What'd you buy, Carrie? I just went, I'm boring. I went barbecue. Barbecue? Mm-hmm. Their barbecue's done. Nothing wrong with that. But I no longer have to give them the stink eye when they say I'm limited to three sauces. I will say, interestingly, for people out there just kind of doing a quick count here, the next two weekends, OU will host 14 Rivals 250s or Rivals 250 or Rivals 100 players. That is pretty, pretty, pretty salty for a group that is, you know, not nobody's even on campus this weekend and then just we'll be getting rolling next weekend so that is uh they've got a huge list the ta cunningham kid i mean in multiple possible five stars in the 2024 class some big time d linemen i'm actually kind of working on a story and i keep saying i'm going to get to it i haven't finished it yet but there is uh i want to look at how different defensive recruiting has been the first three or four months here of the year it feels very very different you mean it's just in terms keep, of keep of, up with all the graphics? You mean yeah, different in terms of junior David of like the type or like the the types of kids that are ranked? The level, or? okay. The yeah the the level of kids that are showing. I mean, like you. I mean, you look at it. So on on the twenty sixth right now, there are I think 
third, no, 10, 10 rivals through 50 or better guys. One, one of them is an offensive, two, excuse me, two of them are offensive players. Wow. Like, think, think about that under Lincoln Riley. Like, that would not, could not happen. Um, well, they, you know, they, you know, they were getting better talent, but it just wasn't, and mm-hmm. it was better compared to what we'd been seeing. Uh, oh sure, but it wasn't sure. just was growth, like it, sure. it. It it still could not compare to the offensive talent they were bringing in. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Just that on was, a I think pure that only shined a light basis, on it. Basis. Yeah. Yep. You're right. You're right. Um, a big bit of news. I just put up some Thursday notes while we maybe while you guys were talking basketball. I have free time during that, so I get a lot of you know a lot of activities done then. Um, the defensive tackle from North Gwinnett uh, in Georgia, Caden McDonald. He was supposed to come on March 12th. Uh, his, uh, someone close to his mother, I think a, a close friend of hers, died, and they, they had to do the wake that weekend, and so he wasn't able to go. He's already rescheduled. I'm expecting it to be the 26th. He hasn't verified that it'll be that exact day, but he has said you know he'll be there in the next couple weeks. So, And I know it's not this weekend, so I, I'm just assuming the 26th for that junior day. But obviously, huge news for OU. Rivals 250 guy, big time. I really like his tape. And he's the guy that has, you know, Ted Roof is from his hometown. Uh, Brandon Hall recruited his brother at Troy. Uh, he played Little League football with Jackson Arnold, the quarterback commitment. So this he's got a ton of connections to Oklahoma. I think he actually, I think his mother has some family in the state as well. So there's... It's not like your normal Georgia guy where you're like, oh, well, you know, good for OU, but that's not going to happen. Like, he he feels like an actual possibility. Plus, he's going to be visiting that dumpster fire in Auburn before he comes to Oklahoma, apparently. That, no, nothing wrong with, with looking good uh, by comparison. you imagine what a just dogged pony show that is trying to recruit with that staff right now? How they probably just pretend like they like each other and are going to be there for a long, long time. I didn't watch the video of it, but Brian Harson's first uh, press conference opening up the spring had to be the most uncomfortable thing of all time. <laughs> I have it. I need to go seek that out now that you mentioned it. I mean, just because I think it was his first, technically his first public comment since everything happened over there in the <laughs> failed coop, basically. Yeah, coup. <laughs> I like coop better. A car couldn't start. Uh, the, no, we don't like the thing anymore, that you didn't remember? see. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the, the, the thing that you couldn't see in the shot was the calendar over on the side where everybody in the Auburn staff was taking bets on the day he would be fired. Well, you know, you put your $5 and you mark your name on the, that date on the calendar. You couldn't see it in the shot, but I know it was there. Yeah, that's, uh, man, uh, Auburn and disasters. I mean, they just go together. It's just high tide or low tide with them. They're either rolling or they are a train wreck. Which has got to be good for business. I mean, I'd, I'd kind of... God, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah, like someone called me the other day and, and it was it was somebody that we worked with uh, on another site and they were like, just like, uh, man, I can't believe Lincoln did that to you guys. And I was like, well, we could have that ha- happen every four years. It'd be just fine business-wise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, send him a housewarming gift. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. No, that was, I asked, and a lot of people said that, well, you said you were going to commission a painting. 
I still like Bob's oh, suggestion we have. on that, by the way. Still like what? I still like Bob's suggestion for the painting itself. <laughs> what was the, the suggestion? Costanza? Oh, yeah, yeah, Costanza. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a we lot of people just wanted wanted us to send poop. Well, that would be <laughs> that would be we're adults. <laughs> Unlike Baker yeah, and us, wouldn't, we wouldn't do things like this. Killer, we would send somebody a <laughs> hitman. Okay, um, as a joke, as a joke, would he pay no attention to that? Still be our lawyer, please. Um, so, yeah, uh, be interesting to see what happens with Baker in the coming days. Uh, NCAA tournament, uh, spring practices getting ready to start, big recruiting weekends getting ready to come. Uh, so stay tuned on Soonerscoop.com. Uh, go check out Soonerscoopstore.com uh, for your unofficial 40 merch. And I'll tell you this, like it's not it's not going in our pockets. Anything you buy uh, on Soonerscoopstore.com is either benefiting uh, Isaiah Thomas, NIL, uh, building our offices for NIL. So... Um, just consider it a fundraiser. Even if you don't like hats, go buy a hat. That's all I ask. Just do your gives indirect money for no NIL reason. part. Your indirect. Yeah, we'll have more direct stuff uh, coming as well. So, uh, I office. Uh, you know, this weekend should be really big. Uh, we had, I think, I want to say fifty-six Ethernet runs. Uh, and uh, Bob is anxiously awaiting the Wi-Fi to be installed so he can sit up and watch some NCAA. Uh, trying to get that all done before the tournament uh, really gets cranking, which it is today, so I failed. But, yeah, got a lot of networking to do. Um, <laughs> I love that you set yourself up to shame yourself. Trying to get that <laughs> done didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of shit going on, uh, and it's it's it's... I... It's one of those things that's like you feel like you're getting nothing done uh, because you want to get it all done at once. Well, you are getting stuff done. It's just, t- you know, it's like when you're doing wow. it, it feels like it's taking forever. Eddie, Bob, you know he was going to do that networking by himself at one point, right? That that was a thought that crossed his mind. Yes. Probably yes. the best decision <laughs> you've made uh, in the last two years was hiring that. Did out. you go into the Did you go into the back room, the equipment room, and look at all the wire that was coming out of the wall, like where it all it's, comes into one place? I'm happy it's being done professionally. Yes, I, I am our tightwad, and I know what that costs, and I'm like, fine, fine, don't do that to your like that is well suicide inducing work. After I mean, you could hear it on the last pod. I mean, after they started drilling into the walls, I was like, God, I'd never would have gotten this done. <laughs> Like, like I, I would have never, not that you wouldn't have known what to do, but just, I mean, that's I, their job. That's yeah, what they do. Yeah, and, and they can like <laughs> replicate it quickly. Like, I would exactly. I would have cut out one piece of drywall, and a month later, I would have made it through the first metal stud. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was. It was money well spent. So no doubt. And we need more money. So go to SoonerScoopStore.com and buy some hats. Bam. All right, uh, appreciate you guys. It's been two pods. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, Who knows? Maybe two pods is in our future. Uh, We'll see. Uh, So thank you to all you guys. Thank you to everybody for listening. Bob, I don't even know if he's here anymore. He's probably just watching NCAA basketball. Oh, okay. Bob, enjoy your NCAA, but damn it, get that turnip seed out or they're going to turn on you and it's never going to be lived down. I guarantee it. I I can tell you from experience. <laughs> can confirm. Can confirm. I, I was going to say, if, if there's anybody that can give advice on this, 
I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure it's coming. And from you, trust Gary. me, you will never. Um, you'll never not be scared of the mob, because <laughs> every time that Eddie or Josh posts the uh, news team assemble gif, I get night sweats because <laughs> I know I have to get the pot up as soon as possible. We have since and you can. We've adjusted. We've adjusted the uh, the protocol on that. What mm-hmm. once the once you realize the mob can touch you, that you're <laughs> you have the fear. Like then you're like, oh, it okay, never I goes like, away. Exactly, and you also know that you'll never get ahead of them. Like you'll never buy so much currency that they can't touch you again. And like, bo- that, here's the thing, Bob. It was 2011. When I did the four-part Bob Stoops, it was the damn Insight Bowl with Blake Bell and, and Landry Jones, and I did four parts, and I was going to do a fifth, but I started doing the fifth, and I was like, there's not enough here to do a fifth part. And I just didn't do it. And to this day, it's still, when are you going to get Stoops part three out? <laughs> you should just like, drop God it in the damn middle it, of there June. are four parts! And you did get a fifth. It wasn't the third part. Stop you should, it. With that. You should drop the the last nugget of info, like out of, no context, in the middle of June. The day I decide that I'm retiring, I will release Bob Stoops Part Five and show you how boring it actually was. I'd fixate. Do you still have the file? Uh, Eddie's absolutely right. You should just release it at some random ass point. And they're like Bob Stoops quotes. What the hell is this? It's part five, you motherfuckers. <laughs> the best part is it'd be aggregated. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was before aggregation even existed. <laughs> All right. That's you should tell them, like, you can't aggregate this. This, this, this predated aggregation. You actually yeah. can't now. <laughs> All right. Well, th- well that's going to be the next stage of aggregation is aggregating old stories, old historical stories, I bet. <laughs> we need to do that. <laughs> We'll make our aggregation just aggregating uh, game previews from old Big Eight days. You know when they pl- before they play like Missouri in a bowl game or something. All right, all aggregating right. how to watch links. All right, that, that is it. Uh, we'll see you guys next week on a regular scheduled. Well, we don't ever have. Who are we kidding? We don't have a regular schedule. We'll see you next week on next week's pod, right here on the unofficial forty podcast from SoonerScoop.com.